Please remain standing as we share in the reading of God's Word this morning. Uh, this passage was a little too lengthy to, to print in your bulletin, so I hope that you'll listen carefully and or uh, find the Bible and turn to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, and we'll be sharing verses 25 through 34. I'll give you a second to find that. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Therefore I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, or about your body or what you'll wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't sow seed or harvest grain or gather crops into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they are? Who among you by worrying can add a single moment to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Notice how the lilies in the field grow. They don't wear themselves out with work and they don't spin cloth. But I say to you that even Solomon with all of his splendor wasn't dressed like one of these. If God dresses grass in the field so beautifully, even though it's alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, won't God do much more for you, you people of weak faith? Therefore, don't worry and say... What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? Gentiles long for all these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Instead, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. Please be seated. If anything will disrupt or diffuse our walk with God and the peace that is supposed to come from our walk with God, it is worry. We worry, a lot of us, about many things. We worry about the future. We worry about our health. We worry about what other people think of us. We worry about money. A lot of us worry about money. heard about a, a man who was pacing the floor at 3 a.m. in the bedroom. His wife said, honey, what's the problem? He said, well, you know Sam next door? I borrowed $1,000 from him a while back, and I'm supposed to pay him back tomorrow. I don't have the money. Well, she's about outdone with her husband, 3 o'clock in the morning, pacing the floor. So she gets out of bed, she opens the window, says, Hey, Sam! Sam! Next door neighbor opens the window, Yeah, what's wrong? She said, You know that $1,000 that my husband owes you? Yeah. He doesn't have it. She shut the window, got back in bed, and said to her husband, Now come on back to sleep. Let Sam worry about the money. <laughs> We, we worry. We worry about a lot, a lot of things. I, you know, I've got to be honest with you. Uh, I wrestle. I wrestle with this. I wrestle with worry. I know that we're not supposed to. I know it's, it's, run, it's counter uh, to our relationship with God, but I think it, most of us, if we're honest, from time to time, we find ourselves in that place. I worry about my kids. I, I, worry, about, uh, I worry about 
my preaching. I wonder if I'm, you know, being effective. I spent all week worrying about this message on worry. <laughs> I worry if the University of Georgia is going to be able to keep Coach Mark Rick as our head coach. Now, that happened a year ago. I just proved my point and Jesus' point. Worrying doesn't change a thing. It's pointless. But I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of us have this problem, and it is a problem because it's a major deterrent to our relationship with God. You see, God wants you to live with an inner peace. Worry takes that peace away. God wants you to live and to rest in his promises. Worry makes us restless and causes us to question God's promises. God wants you to face challenges with confidence. Worry causes you to question your confidence. God wants your life to be full. Worry convinces you that it never will be. God wants you to be free from worry. Worry wants you to be free from God. God wants you to prevail over worry. Worry wants to prevail over you. I'm convinced that for some of us on a daily basis probably, there's a battle that rages with inside of us. A battle on the one hand between God who's calling us to live by faith and trust in him and a battle with Satan who says, you know what? You don't need to trust God. You need to worry because God can't live up to all the things that you have come to believe about him. How do we prevail over worry? One day Jesus was sharing with a group of people who apparently were showing some signs of anxiety and worry and fear, and so he sees an opportunity to, to talk with them about how to deal with this issue. And that's the passage we read a moment ago, and, and in it we discover that there is a way to prevail over worry. And it involves us approaching life from a certain perspective. There's three things I want to lift out of this passage. So how do we prevail over worry? The first is this. Remind yourself constantly, every day, about the providence of God. The providence of God. Now, Jesus is talking to them about the birds and the flowers. He said, look, the birds, they don't sow seed, they don't harvest grain, they don't gather in crops, and yet God feeds them. Flowers don't sow yarn and fabric and whatnot, and yet God adorns them more beautifully than uh, any in Solomon's court. If God has that kind of care for little things like birds and flowers, how much more value are you to God than those? Listen, God cares about you and is engaged and involved in our lives. Now, the theological doctrine that's being introduced here is the doctrine of divine providence. And divine providence says that God, when God created the universe, when God created the world, he did not just create the world 
set it in motion, and turn and walk away. That's what the deists believe. Divine providence says, no, no, no. God created the world. He set it in motion, but he is still very much active, involved, engaged in the world. He didn't just create you. He is this moment involved in, engaged in your life to the extension that you will let him. He has protected you in the past. He is with you, empowering you in the present, and he is going before you to prepare your future. Listen, when worry creeps in, we need to remind ourselves of this notion of the providence of God. He's engaged. He's involved. You've, you've all heard that phrase, I don't know who, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. A lot of wisdom in that. So, when you come up against worry, take a step back, remind yourself of the providence of God who is still engaged in the world, in your life. And then second, once you've identified the problems of God, you've got a choice to make. Choose trust over worry. Make a conscious decision. I'm not saying this is easy, but it's doable. Make a conscious decision to say, all right, in this situation... In these circumstances, I am going to make a conscious decision. I'm going to choose trust over worry. You've got to choose one or the other anyway. Now, let me tell you why that's a huge factor and it's going to make a significant difference in how you live your life. Trusting God builds strength, puts strength in you. Worry weakens you. Trusting God gives you encouragement. Worry feeds you with discouragement. Trust in God nurtures hope within your spirit. Worry destroys any hope that's trying to rise up in your heart. Trusting God develops joy in you, worry crushes any joy that's trying to form. Now, you think about the contrast of those two for just a moment. When you're facing uncertainty, when you're facing difficult times, aren't you going to handle it a whole lot better if you've got strength, if you've got encouragement, if you've got hope, if you've got joy? Those come by trusting God. You've got a far better chance of succeeding and flourishing than when you choose to worry. Whatever you're going through, choose faith. Choose trust instead of worry. It's going to make all the difference in the world in how you're going to live your life from day to day. And then the third thing we can gain from this passage is this, and how to prevail over worry. Remember that your relationship with God is more important than any 
anything or anyone else in the world. Jesus says it this way. The Gentiles, they, they live for things and stuff. That's why they worry so much. Here's what I want you to do. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all this other stuff is going to take care of itself. You put your relationship with God, you put your spiritual life above anything and everything else, and you're going to discover that worry and confusion lose their power over you. It's amazing how when we put God first in every situation, worry begins to lose its grip on us. Earlier this summer, Becky and I were vacationing down in Florida, and we, we found ourselves one afternoon in a park. And uh, I had gone back to the car because I'd seen the park. I was ready to go. And Becky was lingering, and I looked out, and I realized that she was engaged in this conversation with these three other women. And um, I got out of the car, and, you know, my plan was to go and say, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> Time to go. But we got there, and, and, and I just, they were having this great time. And so I said, uh, so, you ladies having a girls' week together? Because it was three women. And, you know, I kind of thought, well, they're, you know, they've left their husbands, they left their kids, they come down to, to the Florida together just to have a girls' time together. And one of them kind of chuckled and said, yeah, we're having a girls' time out. This is my sister, and this is my niece, and... Uh, we're just having a great, great time. And then she looked at me and she said, I'm terminally ill. And there was just this pause. I didn't know what to say. And recognizing the awkwardness, she said, oh, listen, don't worry about that. Listen, I'm on my way to heaven. I'm on my way to see Jesus. You see, I- I've got this disease, and she talked about the disease that she had, and she said, you know what, i got to a few weeks, maybe a month or two to live. So we're down here just having a good time together while I'm still able to do it. And then she talked about heaven and how wonderful it was going to be, and she talked about her faith and trust in the Lord, and she said, you know what? I'm on my way to be with Jesus. And she talked about eternity, and as she talked, it was amazing. There was not a hint of worry or fear or doubt or anything in her spirit. It was amazing. And she talked She talked as though she was about to go see her best friend. And in reality, that's exactly what she was doing. She was going to be with Jesus. And I was just overwhelmed by her conversation. As a matter of fact, I said, and, and I don't do this with most women, but I said, I wouldn't do it without my wife. I said, can I give you a hug? Say, you are such an inspiration to us. And we embraced and we prayed together, the five of us. I thought her name was Barbara. I thought about Barbara a lot since May when we met her. She may not even be on this planet anymore. She wasn't given a whole lot of time. 
But whether she's still on this planet or whether she's gone to live with the Lord, I'll never forget her example of a limitlessness of worry. She could have opted to choose worry, but she opted to choose faith and trust in God. And so her final days, whether they're still going on or whether she's already experienced them, were filled with happiness and peace and a joy that can only be described by the power of God. How do we prevail over worry? We remind ourselves of the providence of God. We choose to trust rather than to worry. And in spite of what else is going on, we put our walk with God as the most important thing. I guarantee if you do that, I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what's trying to break into your heart and your spirit, but you're going to prevail. You're going to prevail over worry instead of worry prevailing over you. I I just feel led this morning to, to have a time of prayer. For anybody in this room, if you're experiencing worry of any kind, and that worry is about to take you under. I just want to pray for you this morning and just pray that the words of Jesus in this passage will permeate your heart and you'll hear, him, you'll hear those words as though he was speaking them directly to you yourself. Don't worry. And so before I pray, I just want to ask if there's anybody here that's just dealing with a lot of worry or dread or fear, if you just raise your hand for just a moment, I'm not going to have you come up front or anything like that, but I just want to know who we're praying for. If we just have anybody just indicate that you're filled with some worry. All right, all right. All right. Some of you are sitting close to people who raise their hands. So as I pray, would you just reach out and put your hand on that person's shoulder or just touch them some way so they'll have a sense of being surrounded by Christian friends. Would you do that? If you raised your hand, raise your hand again so everybody can see. Okay, uh, that person needs to have somebody reaching out, holding their hand, putting their hand on their shoulder. Would you do that right now? Okay. Let's pray together. Dear God, we know that worry is not of you. In fact, it is a tool of the adversary himself to do everything possible to rob us of our joy, to deplete our trust and our confidence in you. And so, Father, I just pray that uh, through the power of your Holy Spirit, the presence of Christ living in this person's heart right now, you give them power over worry. You'll help them to understand the providence of the Heavenly Father who loves them and cares for them. And regardless of what the future holds, we know that you hold the future. And so, Lord, I just pray that by choosing trust, they're going to begin to live beginning today and even more so tomorrow and the next day after that, 
they're going to be able to live with a greater degree of confidence, a greater degree of joy and faith and hope and strength because they are deciding with your help that worry is not going to prevail, but that with your love, they're going to prevail over worry. Lord, continue to bless them, guide them, give them strength, give them hope, give them encouragement, give them joy, give them all those things that come as a result of trusting you. And it's in the name and in the spirit of Christ, our Lord, that we pray. Amen.